Welcome to 32 Campus Drive. This is the University of Montana's own podcast coming to you from the heart of beautiful Missoula, Montana. Our aim is to tell the unique stories of the people, places, and creatures associated with Grizz Nation. My name is Sherry Trussler and I'll be your host. Episode 1 of 32 Campus Drive features three professors that come from three different paths of the entertainment industry into finding their fit here at the U. I'm going to start with Joy French. Joy is a professor in the dance and theater department. She was referred to me by a student who took her jazz dance class and loved it. Joy got her undergrad in dance at UM and a graduate degree from CU Boulder. I asked her how she came to be teaching here. I just kind of leapt in that way of saying like, well, I need a transition year after grad school. This is a great opportunity to teach at a university in a location that I love. And of course, I love the University of Montana and how wonderful to get to do anything here. As a new professor, she wasn't sure about how much job security she had, if any, since she took over for a pregnant teacher that was on maternity leave. And I said, okay, well, if I'm going to stay and teach jazz, I'd also like to be doing more professionally. So I then created my company off campus, Verbate Dance. So the Bear Bait Dance Company is for local professionals who thirsted for a stronger dance community but didn't want to leave the Big Sky State. Bear Bait's tagline is, Contemporary Dance in Montana for Montanans. It grows every year and I take on something new and I shuffle my schedule to take um, something that the community is really interested on because that's what it means in my opinion to be an artist and be a dancer too. One of the projects Joy does in Missoula is a screen dance festival that she and other dance enthusiasts put on at the local Roxy Theater for the past couple of years. Screen dance or dance for a camera, there's all these different names, is the kind of terminology for short films that are dance and choreography focused. So it's not about narrative film, it's about really taking a piece of choreography and looking at it through the lens in some way, or creating a piece of choreography for the camera as opposed to for the proscenium stage. And this film festival is just incredible. It's for films from both artists in the country as well as international artists and filmmakers and choreographers. Um, And so it's both inspiring on a physical dancer level as well as just beautiful, usually, cinematography. Not only does Joy and her troupe try to incorporate dance into the lives of locals, Bearbait Dance also travels the Rocky Mountain West, performing for people who wouldn't normally be exposed to the art of live professional dance. We have coffee dates all the time throughout, and we, you know, we stop at all these little towns on the way and, like, see what they're offering and talk to them about dance, and it's just super fun. She also does what she can to involve her students in all the projects. I mean, I tell my um, university students this all the time, kind of the launching off spot is putting um, their feelers out and doing different types of projects immediately with both peers as well as um, the faculty. They can be in the opera show, and then they can also do the site-specific show, Dancers on Location, and go dance around the leaves. And then they can train with someone like Melissa Britt, who we brought in as a hip-hop dancer and just giant in the way she talked about hip-hop to these students who live in Montana. You know, like, we don't have a lot of hip-hop influence up here. You know, and I think so the versatility of what they get and the ability then to take it on their own and explore is pretty unique. When Joy talks about hip-hop, she sort of bounces in her chair like she's in the class now. Actually, she does this anytime she talks about specific dances, as if she needs to remember the movement before she remembers the name. I am more than a vehicle for my brain. <laughs> like, my body is here to be expressive and to be engaged with the world. 
That sounds so pretty. Honestly though, whenever I imagine professional dancers, I would think of bandaged bloody feet and everything in perfect synchronization. You know, I think we're told when we're younger that only people that have like spot on amazing facilities, like they have, they're super flexible or they have beautiful feet or they have the ballet body or whatever it is. We have all these kind of checklists that we often instill in our dancers. But you know, dance is a hard journey. And when I was younger, I never thought, quote, I was good enough which what that means to a young dancer is different, you know, than what I understand now as a professional. As a professional, Joy learned that dance isn't about a checklist of physical beauty. And I realize now that I'm in my 30s that I realize, oh, it's less about like the perfection and more about the drive and the interest and the heart and the like intelligence and like continuing to cultivate yourself. The University of Montana recently decided to bring bearbait dance on campus and let them use the studios to work alongside the students. They create productions together with the dance school and other departments like music or media arts to engage as many students as possible. Joy even started an online dance class. People always think it's funny to have a dance class online, um, but this one's actually about film. So we look at the whole kind of history of dance and film, which has been a super great class and a riot because we watch hilarious films and talk about them like Busby Berkeley. And then we watch Black Swan and everyone gets like crazed about that one. And um, so it's a really fun kind of survey course of dance and film. See, Black Swan, that's what I used to think dance was about. Clearly it's more. I could be spot on perfection, but if I'm living in Missoula, Montana, it's not about perfection. It's about community and it's about working with the artists that are here and being excited about what they can do. And it's about sharing my stories and Montana's stories. For 32 Campus Drive, I'm Sherry Chesler. Hi, I'm Claire Bergeson, and I sat down with another professor from the entertainment world, Michael Murphy. He's the head of the filmmaking program and the graduate level of the media arts department. Like a true Montanan, he loves to fish. His wife and two grown-up kids are knee-deep in the artistic world as well. He's been in Missoula for almost 20 years, but before that, he was a kid with a very musical mother who got him involved in music. And that's really where I started any of this stuff, was kind of in piano lessons, right? It's weird to think of this guy as a little tyke, feet swinging inches from the floor on a hard piano bench. I don't know about you, but I took almost seven years of piano, and I am nowhere near the road to creating the kinds of material this man has. I'm on the poorly lit side street, maybe. I ended up in journalism, not high-tech, intricate media works. So let's agree, it's probably more than hot cross buns plunked out by a six-year-old on the piano. This man houses a myriad of artistic talents. Talents that, yeah, maybe, spiraled out of those original piano lessons. Perhaps it gave him a jumping off point. So that's kind of started with, as a kid being really thrilled with learning how to act, and then I kind of went into the theater, and then into film, and then into school, and then into new media. And now I direct uh, experimental films. Murphy spent many years acting for film and stage in Los Angeles and New York, getting into directing a little later in his career. His hair makes him stand about two inches taller, giving the effect of his ideas looking for a medium to land in. And he's got a lot to choose from. I've been a person that's always been interested in a lot of different things. Even when I was going back to graduate school, I painted, I drew, I directed theater, uh, I liked photography, so I've always had a real enjoyment of all these different areas and uh, I guess what I would say is that we're at the point in time where more and more of those things are converging. 
In his hands, Murphy holds a well-loved composition book with a hand-drawn cover. He looks at it with his heavily bespectacled eyes, white hair standing on end. Those eyes light up as he says he loves what he calls the exploratory process, and the composition book is his key to success. He brings it with him everywhere. I work a lot in it every day. I draw in it, I write things, I observe things, and then when I get into the process of a project, I get myself a nice sketchbook or something that I can just begin to put things in. No edits, no limitations. It's a dream world for any artist. That freedom of the early part where I'm just free to put whatever I want down and not edit anything is really, I love that part of it. It's the most exciting part because I'm surprised all the time by it. He says there's a point where he's no longer surprised, when he's in the thick of production. A lot of the parts of this job are less than rewarding or exciting. The details and the intricacies of getting everything right. Lights, cameras, actions, audio components, weather conditions securing of locations, making sure that all of the logistics that have to happen on a given day are there to happen because it's not a simple thing. There's almost always something that's falling apart and has to be put back together in terms of times and people. And so it's a, it's a pretty chaotic falling forward that happens when you're in the actual production process. But falling forward can mean tripping into something beautiful and unexpected. This is something Murphy is familiar with the unexpected realm of art. He's experienced it all. So I got to go from being a theater person to a film person to a digital media person, and it's been great for me. I've gotten to do all kinds of things I never thought I would do. Like doing a multimedia piece with a colleague, Bernadette Sweeney, who's part of the theater department. He was casted in a play that she directed, which they built a film around. Murphy then traveled to Ireland, where he put together a media piece and a live performance based on their work. When he came back, he and Sweeney expanded it into the final piece, a full live installation here at UM called Without Having Ended. Murphy finds that those kinds of projects take more than just collaboration with the right people. Some hard skills, like editing and mixing mediums, are necessary for the process, and they're important to know. But the stuff underneath it is more important. How do we get at the content of the stories we want to tell to each other and the pieces we want to make? To me, that's what the educational experience is about. Murphy's been working with students on combining mediums and collaborating with other departments. He tells me he's just come from a three-hour session where they worked with an actor, a computer coder, a graphic designer, and a 3D animator, all for one multimedia piece, collecting together to tell one story across many surfaces. However, he thinks that stories are based in a lot of things. Other than just the surface element. So I think that's one of the things that the University of Montana is great with all around campus is giving students these experiences. If you're interested in checking out his hair or taking a class from Michael Murphy, he teaches acting for film, filmmaking, and some film studies classes. For 32 Campus Drive, I'm Claire Bergeson. Hi, it's Sherry again. We're going to end our first episode of 32 Campus Drive with Mike Morelli and the UMEM crew. UMEM stands for the University of Montana Entertainment Management Program. It's a division of the business school. Morelli is the new director of the program after it went a couple of years without a director. This guy looks like he means business, and he does. He has this sort of dark blue, almost suede-like suit jacket that he wears kind of often. He also has these cool round specks that go perfectly with his bald dome and salt and peppered goatee. So I asked him to start plainly by telling me, what does UMEM do? 
It's a program designed to get students ready to go out work in the entertainment business with agencies, artists, tours, and prepares them through applications and theory on how they're going to work and what they're going to do. I think a lot of people that get involved in the entertainment business get involved because they love it and it's just a cool thing to do, but they don't really get any kind of training and they don't understand uh, where they're going to go or where they could go. So, Okay, so where could they go? Maybe somebody gets on as a roadie and they go out and they tour with whoever, not understanding there's a whole world of factors out there that if they, they knew about them and could apply them, they could move up and make even more money. And so rather than and learning those hard knocks uh, and taking decades to do it, having a program that gets students ready to do that is the way to go. Morelli is new, so to get an idea of how the program works, he put together a sort of brain trust compiled of students, faculty, and input from alumni as well. One of the brain trusts is Rebecca Garrett. She's getting her master's in business now, but she came up through the entertainment program. She and another student, Dara Fogarty, had the idea to bring live music to the business school. We're constantly listening to NPR's Tiny Desk Concert, right? And we're always like, we need to do something like this, like on campus or somewhere around town or just to give people, you know, something fun to, to listen to. So we wanted to figure out a way that we could um, incorporate some sort of live component that would get the students kind of out there. Our very bright students come up with a great idea to have stair sessions and have artists out there for 10 minutes playing on the, the landing of the Gallagher Business Building stairs. And so we're bringing in all types of artists. Oh, even have a bagpiper at one point. Who knew? Uh, they'll be playing out there. It's just a way to get people seeing live entertainment and getting our students involved with it. Other changes Morelli's been making seem pretty cool too, like adding new classes to help students promote their own entertainment companies or to promote themselves as an artist, or by having some pretty important folks from the entertainment world come to give lectures. It's people that, that we know and also people that uh, are recommended by some of our founders uh, or even shot in the dark, out of the blue, read some great letter or read a, a blog post and say, my goodness, got to have that, that person here. As I'm sitting here listening to Morelli talk about all the amazing things that he does and has planned, one thing he said really stood out to me. He also teaches online to veterans around the world every day. I even, huh, it's an indication of my age, I even teach mail-in packets from folks that are on ships. So they might be on an aircraft carrier sometime, uh, and they're reading the books, they're taking the quizzes, they're doing the assignments, and they put them all in a packet and they mail them to me. He does this through a college out of Texas and has been doing it for over a decade. So uh, Central Texas College, which is that that college that I teach for, has the contract with the Army and the Navy and sometimes the Marines to deliver online education and uh, to active duty, reservists, all kinds of folks. This is on top of whipping UMEM into different shapes. Morelli is speaking soft to me now in this interview, but I've taken a class from him before and he uses his powerful, theatrically trained voice to command this room full of students shouting ideas at each other. I imagine he's used to that, though. Well, there's there's been a lot of crazy, fun, weird things. You know, it, it was very strange for me to hang out with Night Ranger, the band, and the guys there because that was so much part of my growing up. Uh, when they came back, I thought, wow, you know, this be aging rockers. I was not prepared for those guys jumping off the stage still and doing the flying splits and diving into the crowd. I just, I wasn't prepared for that. 
What hasn't this guy done? I ran several performing arts centers, and most recent, recently I built one uh, right in Kid State Tuscarawas in the wilds of Ohio from the ground up. $20 million building. Seriously, though, what brought this man who looks like the classic idea of what a professor should look like with his glasses and his elbow patches, also kind of mixed with Vin Diesel, what brought him to Missoula? You know, I've been a lucky fella, so a lot of times I, I don't go looking for jobs. I, I know people that say, this is a great job for you. So what happened with this is that um, someone I'd done a lot of business with, Clint Mitchell, was a founder of this program along with many others. His assistant, great guy, said, you know, have you heard about this? You have your PhD, right? Is this something you might be interested in? And I got to talking to Kevin and one thing led to another and started talking to Clint and to other people and, and here I am. Here he is. And here he seems to be staying for the long haul. His family's here. Good fishing is here. I guess the next step would probably be talking Morelli into doing his own stair sessions at the business school for us. For 32 Campus Drive, I'm Sherry Trussler. Thanks for sticking with us to this first episode of this new podcast. If you have any suggestions about someone or something that we should feature here on 32 Campus Drive, let us know by contacting hellobrantley at gmail.com. That's H-E-L-L-O-B-R-N-T-L-E-Y at gmail.com.